Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Straight Talk. In this episode, we're here at our Istanbul office with Cameron the Greyhame. Cameron, how are you? Very well, how are you? Do you know what Greyhame means? No, no. Have, have, you not, me. have you not seen Lord of the Rings? Do you know what? I haven't, no. You haven't? I have not. Seriously? Yeah. Oh my God. There's a, there's a character in Lord of the Rings called Gandalf. That's the guy with the beard, right? Yes. But but at one point, he, he, was, he was all wearing grey. Okay. And he had a grey beard instead of a white beard. So they okay. called it... Gandalf the Greyhame. So that's me. Much like you. Everything on you is grey. And then grey is a beautiful color. It definitely does suit you. Thank you. You know, we've been we've been talking about this. You 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 are at the stage now that uh, you get to travel the world and keep up with the newest fashion trends and you are in Milano, you are in Paris and As a matter and, of fact, as a matter of fact, I'm I, I am thinking to launch a gents fashion line. Really? Would you believe? Really? I'm not kidding. Really? I'm not kidding. But I'm going to ask you a question related to your travels. Recently, you, you have been in Europe and um, you, you were in America a few months ago. And um, there are interesting things happening in the world today. You know, the banks, the major banks are going down. There's, uh, it's, it's pre-COVID time and there has been this, uh, sorry, this post-COVID time and there has been this prophecy of uh, in 2023, the world will see a financial disaster uh, that'll be worse than 1929 type of thing. Yeah. And, and when I look at our own business, we, we see an unusual um, activity in the leads that we are generating, yes. so there's 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 clearly a, a lot of inflation around the world, and there's there's a lot of money, but the money isn't too sure of where to go, and everything is is in a is in a suspense. So, as somebody who's traveling, not for fashion, not mm. not to get only inspirations, mm. but you also observe these things around the world. What is your take? in the, uh, about the events that are unfolding in the world i think what is happening right now and this is what i see around the world is that we are yet again talking ourselves into a recession it's interesting what you said we're talking ourselves. we're talking ourselves into a recession it's almost like the more you talk about it that the post-covid the demand has gone down logistics costs have gone up yes we know a lot of the supply chain issues that happened as a result of COVID and the implications of those on consumer prices and B2B prices also have been paramount. Yes, we know all that. And then after that, um, to kind of start um, implying that there will come a massive recession as a result at the end of it, um, I think um, it, it almost is talking ourselves into it. Why? Because if we are concerned that um, there is going to be some negative things happening in the future. If we're concerned about the economy next year, then we're not so likely as a company, are we, to go and undertake new projects, right. to, to invest in general. Yeah. These expectations slow us down. And if we slow down, pull our foots off the pedal, then what is the inevitable outcome? Yeah. Well, the inevitable outcome is a slower next year. We kind of talked ourselves into it. Now, I'm not suggesting that um, an economic slowdown or a global slowdown is all about talking ourselves into it. And if we didn't, it wouldn't happen. No, that, that that's naive. But that's a very important part of the world economy. There's inflation in the developed world, very high levels of inflation. 
well, in fact, unprecedented in the last 30, 40 years. Now, the main tool to combat inflation in the developed world is interest rates. Right. So interest rates have been raised to levels that I think the last we saw was early 80s. What we are experiencing now is high interest rates, high inflation, and as a result, a slowing down of global demand for goods and services. Because high interest rates, high inflation mean less disposable income, less investment, less purchasing, less spending money. Right. Let's look at real estate. We're in real estate, so let's, right. let's, let's take the focus onto real estate. Now, if the economy is slowing down, if people are spending less and less money, say, in the United States, then that means house prices, well, house sales, property sales, will also go down. Demand versus supply. So that means property prices and values are likely to start going down. Right. So I think for the next 12 months to 18 months, this is my expectation, I expect a slow economy, global economy, Turkey certainly not immune, so Turkey will slow down too, in my opinion, um, next 12 to 18 months. That will mean that real estate prices, in my opinion, are not necessarily going to double over right. the next three years as they did um, say in the last five years. So this is where we are, a slowdown, slower pace or growth in terms of real estate, values not going up so much. But again, it's my expectation that this particular slowdown is not going to last. Because if I look at it, the reasons fueling it, in my opinion, are not really fundamental. My point is this, I understand um, the situation globally. And yes, definitely Turkey is not immune to that. Of but course. it isn't nations like Turkey are more resilient, are more hungry for growth and are more risk takers. I mean, think about it. When, when COVID hit, all the developed nations, they all closed their borders, right? Because they could afford that yes. economic slowdown, that, that slow productivity of, of their people, the slower economic activity. They could, they could have afforded that. But countries like Turkey could not have done that. And when you look at the a big portion of mm. the COVID time, we kept our doors open. Yes. And something else we have done, we have also kept our interest rates low because we are a country where we can't, we just cannot afford a recession. We cannot afford to slow down because we're an emerging market and we're keeping our doors open for the money to come to Turkey, the money that will leave that stagnant pot, let's say, uh, of the, that exists in the places that you just mentioned, into places where there's, there's high activity. Because high activity eventually ends up in more money. Don't you think that some of that money will come to places like Turkey, countries that are active and in, in, in running? Yes, I think some of that money may come to Turkey. And um, we've been talking about this all along. Uh, and in fact, in fact, very interestingly, the structure of demand for Turkish real estate has changed a little bit. Hmm. Instead of having many, many um, investors or home buyers coming in looking for modestly priced properties, which Turkey was the paradise for, and it still right. is to a great extent, 
what we're seeing now is lesser number of much deeper pocketed investors mm. looking for opportunities, proper opportunities, and willing to spend the money. Now, that's a, that's a shift, which kind of correlates to what I said. There is money in the world, and a lot of it, which simply doesn't know where to go right, right. now. And some of that money, just like it's eyeing and looking at everywhere, every opportunity where, well, of course, it is looking at Turkey, right. which, is, which is an important, strategically, geographically important country certainly an emerging market. Yes. I mean, this, this, is, this is a beautiful subject that we're talking about, but I want to bring up the level a little bit. You okay. know, uh, let's just bring up the energy a little bit and let's okay. talk about our bright future as Turkish people, as in Istanbul, because there's an important event that has taken place in Istanbul, Cameron. Tell me all about it. And, and this, this particular event is something... It certainly is not me wearing grey. 100%, 100%. And um, we are really, really proud of this. Istanbul International Finance Center has been inaugurated and it has been a long time coming project. And we as a company, we have gotten behind it and, and we, we have been talking about this all along. Now, before going into bragging about ourselves, how good of investment consultants we are, how <laughs> many, many years ago, before people weren't able to see, we were able to see this particular place <laughs> and told our clients to invest there. Can you briefly talk about Istanbul International Finance Center? What is it and how it's going to change things that are being done in Turkey? Simply put, Istanbul International Finance Center is a compilation of the major financial institutions, including the Central Bank of Turkey, right. um, in one properly structured, specifically designated central part of Istanbul. Now, on an admin level, um, it is predicted to save significant costs, mm -hmm. whether it's logistic costs, time, value of money, etc., etc. But um, on, on, on a more futuristic level, it is bringing together the intelligence, the financial intelligence. Mm. It is bringing together the financial institutions which really need to be closely knit together and closely working together within the right strategy that supports the development of the country going forward, which I will talk about a little bit later, as well as, as, well as the development of the region. Mm. the Middle East and mm -hmm. the wider region. Mm -hmm. Because Turkey, as we always say, is where East meets West. It's a bridge. And it is very fast becoming a major bridge and a major hub for business. Its recognition is going up. Its importance is going up. Now, Turkey's ambitions are major mm -hmm. for the next three, five, ten years and beyond. So you can't as a country that portrays itself as a hub in that part of the world, you can't have such colossal ambitions without a robust and without a proactive financial sector. Right. Now, Turkey in the last 10 years has realized that. So I think Istanbul Finance Center in that regard is, is a very profound step in terms of saying we're here and we um, 
see the financial institutions in this country as one of the main drivers of growth. Right. Do you know what? This is a massive shift of mentality for Turks. Of course. Because it never used to be the case. And, and you know what? In the marketing of it all, it has been said that this um, particular community will turn Turkey into a financial hub. And I was talking to a wise man today, and that wise man has have told me, Aladdin, how is bringing together certain banks into a concrete environment is going to turn Turkey into a, a financial question. hub uh, where the lira is going down, where this and where that and everything. What would you like to say to that um, wise man who um, who hasn't maybe understand the vision of why that particular institution is there? Istanbul Finance Center, in my opinion, is symbolic. Mm. It is saying, we're going to be doing this. We're going to be bringing all the major financial institutions under one roof in one area. So I don't necessarily agree with your wise man that um, high inflation um, and you know, devaluing Turkish lira uh, means that Turkey cannot possibly be a financial hub. No, Turkey can be a financial hub. And in my opinion, it will be a financial hub. Not because it has the best financial structure in place today, but because it has such demand from all over the world that the demand itself will almost mold it into being. Yes. If you understand what I mean. Yeah. You know what I said? We talk ourselves into recession. And sometimes we talk ourselves into doing things. Mm. I think that's 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 one of those. I think Turkey's um financial system over the next 10 years will improve. In my opinion, we are seeing the very last wave of um high inflation uh, in Turkey. Um, and I expect it over the next 12 to 18 months to subside and thereon to be under control. I, I cannot say that sometimes you know, people divide themselves into political ideologies. Some yes. people say, well, I'm, I'm conservative, I'm progressive, I'm this, I'm that. I, I, am, I think I have a good mixture of every single one of them. But I, I really like the liberal ideology, the, the liberal um, ideology. It, it, at least the way it has been uh, interpreted in Turkey. Liberal ideology basically says that the government should take its hands away from the private sector, should um, allow- Free market the, economy. The, the, the free yeah. market economy. And um, in my opinion, the government should put a vision in yes. front of people instead of forcing people no, into I that agree. reality. I agree. Create the vision, create the infrastructure. 100%. And, and Maybe not today, Turkey is maybe not in the next two years, three years, maybe not even in the next five years, Turkey will be in the same league of London, New York, Dubai, yeah, Hong Kong, Singapore. Yeah. But maybe going forward, 10 years from the line, 15 years um, down the line, Turkey indeed can be one of those people. But if the government doesn't do, doesn't take steps like this, then how are you expecting the financial institutions in Turkey to, you know, think themselves and implement themselves and therefore you think magically they're going to put themselves up no I agree. as as as, I agree. as as the government you need to manifest certain I things agree. and from I that agree. perspective and as you said people talk themselves into recession i think that is more psychological 
rather than uh, realistic. And, and I see a very similar pattern uh, with Istanbul International Finance Center. A few years ago, we have um, recognized this particular um, development there as Istanbul International Finance Center. And we, with our real estate eyes, we have recognized the residential developments around it because everything was planned and, and it was put together. And at that time, um, we have said to our clients that guys come and invest into the residential part of Istanbul International Finance Center because there's an obvious pacemaker that will reward you over and above what the market is willing to reward you. I think we first came out with this in 2019. You remember? Mm, yeah. It was. Uh, I think it was the very first time we got behind Istanbul Finance Center. At the time, Istanbul Finance Center was quite shaky right. because development had stopped yeah. and there was talk that you know, Aolo, the biggest contractor, oh, yeah. had pulled out. There was talk that the government was not going to support it any further, et cetera, et cetera. But we knew otherwise. We knew that that wasn't the case. So we came and we, we gave our full support to it. Right. Um, it worked. It did. Um, values... And this is realizable values. I'm not talking about book values now, where you look at it, the value has gone up, but it's only in the books, really. There's nothing in your pocket. Realizable values since end of 2019 have more than doubled in and immediately around Istanbul Finance Center. Let me, let me brag a little bit yeah, with, with numbers and facts <laughs> and figures. Second quarter of 2021. <laughs> Second quarter of 2021, Istanbul new development per square meter average, $2,300. Second quarter of 2023, which is where we are now, two years on, Istanbul new development price per square meter average is $4,000. So the upside in the market, so. no, 73%. From two thousand three hundred to four thousand dollars, two thousand three hundred seventy three percent. That's what the market has rewarded the investors in the past two years. This is remarkable. This is unprecedented. This is phenomenal. Unprecedented. I know. But in Istanbul Finance Center, second quarter twenty twenty one per square meter average, we were selling two thousand five hundred dollars today, and I'm not talking about. And, and, and overpriced marketing propaganda, whatever. I'm talking about real realizable market value. You go to the market, you buy. What you buy it? $5,250 per square meter. That's a 110% increase. Now, take that 73%. So Istanbul Finance Center outperformed the market by 50%, that's, in other words. That's it. That's colossal. That's, that's unprecedented. We, yes. we do understand that, yes, post-COVID, yes. the, the, the many price factors. has gone up, yeah. this, that, everything. There but are many let's, factors. Let's, let, let's set that aside, but let's just look at this fact that Istanbul International Finance Center and residential properties around it have outperformed the market by 50%. Whether the increase was 10% and 20% doesn't matter. What has happened here is that there was actually a pacemaker we, we, were, we, we couldn't come up with the right terminology for this. Well, apparently the right terminology is rabbit. Rabbit. You were right. 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 We're the, talking the right about dog, dog, dog races where they run the rabbit. Yes. It's like it's, it's, it's this thing that looks like a live rabbit and dogs keep running after it, these, yes. um, these dogs. So it is called a rabbit. Yeah. yeah. So we, we had this rabbit effect of Istanbul International Finance Center around the residential properties. Now, 
what I want you to talk about now, after this beautiful bragging session, <laughs> that, okay, go ahead and say- Where are the next rabbits? Where are the next rabbits in Istanbul now? In my hat. <laughs> <laughs> going uh, forward. Going forward. Well, I'll talk about two areas. One, the Golden Horn area. Okay, talk about the it. Um, the the regeneration zone, which is quite a a, a large regeneration zone um, between the modern town, the new town, and the old town. Right. Well, kind of to the banks of um, the Golden Horn, Halic, as mm -hmm. we call it. Um, that particular area, um, we actually talked about this area, I think, a couple of weeks ago also, because it is prominent. And it is, again, just like Istanbul Finance Center was three years ago, it's an area that we'd like to bring to the forefront of um, all our investors. Please pay very good attention to this particular area. Mm. It's about to take off, despite everything else going on globally. Um, that's one. And the second area that I still insist is Fikirtepe. Right. And I know that you and I, we, we, we share this Fikirtepe vision 100%. Right. I do think Fikirtepe is going to be um, one of the most um, structured, most contemporary living spaces in central Istanbul. Um, that's what the blueprint is. Right. It's around 30% complete now. There's still another 70% to go. But Fikirtepe is definitely an area to look at. I would really like to talk about Fikirtepe, but we have talked about this in the previous video so much. But I would rather want to focus on Halic area. Yes. We call it, we term it as the Little Bosphorus yes. area, which seems to be, you know, th this this word, the Little Bosphorus, it's going around. People are talking about it. It's a word, it's, right. it's, a, it's a phrase we coined. But, right. but um, I, I think... It, it fits. It definitely does fit because it, it does look like a Bosphorus. Yeah. Uh, but I, I want you to talk about some of the um, dynamics behind the the push for the regeneration of Halic area, aka the little yeah. Bosphorus. I mean, you know that the, the municipality and the government, they have made this a mission for themselves. And it's, it's actually part of a much greater vision of um, regenerating the, the historic areas of Istanbul, making it more tourist friendly. It is important and it is now ever so more important than it was before. Um, after the disaster we had two months ago right. in Southeast Turkey, um, the earthquake disaster. Um, regeneration, what we call in Turkish, kensel dönüşüm, mm -hmm. which means city regeneration has been the buzzword for Turkey for the past 15, 20 years. So mm -hmm. it's not a new thing. Because after the 1999 earthquake, which cost a lot of lives in Western Turkey, actually not too far from Istanbul it was, partially it affected Istanbul too, um, the government started a massive regeneration push. Right. Because they knew just too well that unless old, shabby, non-earthquake compliant properties are regenerated with the right structure and right lifestyle allowances, these disasters will keep on happening. Uh, disasters will keep on happening. So this regeneration push was given. Urban regeneration is not the easiest thing to do because there are a lot of stakeholders involved and you can't just bulldoze your way through it. No, you can't You have to get signatures. You have to get 
parties agreeing to it. And then to, just to add to what you're saying, the true urban regeneration is not only regenerating the true. urban, uh, what it, what is there, the, the old buildings, it's, 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 it's more comprehensive than that. Of course. Building new green areas, roads and bridges Parks, and tunnels. bridges, and tunnels, and schools, so, hospitals, everything. Yeah, which, which you need a proper financing yes. for that. Exactly. Now, this is where I want to tie it back in to Istanbul Finance Center again. Now, it couldn't have come at a more timely spot, mm -hmm. Istanbul Finance Center, and everything that I hope it will start doing soon. Um, with innovative financing, with all sorts of um, different instruments, which I know all are being worked on. Now, if nothing else, we will need, we will need, the estimates are close to 100 to 200 billion dollars in money. the next two years alone for the regeneration, mm -hmm. which means we need a massive push for financing the regeneration right. projects. So um, now, back to Halic. Out of all the areas that <clears throat> are up there for regeneration now, earmarked for regeneration, this particular area is not only the most central and very desirable among Turkish people in particular, but also it's easier to regenerate mm -hmm. because it is now home to industry mainly industry mm -hmm. and that particular industry um whether it be factories warehouses commercial units etc simply has to pick up and go out of central istanbul so they have all the incentive to sign up and go provided a reasonable deal is given to them mm -hmm. um, so that makes the job a lot easier because instead of dealing with thousands of stakeholders as property owners, individual property owners like you and I, you're dealing with a company, with a factory that sits on 2,000, 3,000 square meters of land. Mm -hmm. The 2,000, 3,000 square meters of land can easily accommodate 300, 400 units. Right. Dwellings. So instead of dealing with 300, 400 stakeholders, getting them all to agree to your proposal, which is not an easy thing, you're dealing with one. So do you understand why that area is a lot easier to regenerate? Yes, of course. Now, the easier the regeneration, the faster the uplift of the face of the area. Right. With nice lifestyle offerings, parks, walk paths, well, the Golden Horn within the vicinity. The area will look good, mm -hmm. will feel good, will attract more people. Right. So what's going to happen? The value will go up. Of course. It will become a very, very desirable address to live. And Istanbul municipality have their mission, haven't they? Um, look at the new renderings that are coming out from yeah. the uh, regeneration of this Eminönü uh, Meydanı, yes. uh, which is a pretty historic area. That There used to be bus stops there. There, there still is. There, it, it, it doesn't look like the way it deserves to look like that there are bus stops yeah. in Esinönü and there's, there's there's a lot of stuff that's going on and, and and along the golden horn there are so many areas like that that have just been i don't very know very shabby still shabby and I neglected know. and everything uh, imamoğlu the uh, the mayor of istanbul came forth just the other week and said that we are dedicated and this is our priority when you look at the strategic plans of the municipality right every year they um they publish these 
Go in there and read those, and you will understand the importance of halic and, and, and what it means to regenerate this particular area for the municipality. Because this is where people judge your city. Think about it. You're the mayor of Istanbul, right? Um, tourists come to your city. Your residents uh, circle around the city. The most frequented areas have yes. to be the areas that you have to regenerate first. Therefore, they're trying to regenerate the Halic area because it's the little Bosphorus, it's the heart of Istanbul. And that is, as you are saying, is the new pacemaker In uh, my opinion, of Istanbul that the Halic area. we believe that the residential developments around it will go up in value over and above what the market growth is. If the market yes. grows, let's say, oh, in the past two years it's grows seven and three percent, next two years it's gonna grow thirty yes. percent. Okay. What's better than having a pacemaker that will give you Absolutely. over and above returns. Let's say Absolutely. you have 30% returns over the market value or, or 50% over the market value. Well, as investors, that's what we're always trying to catch. We're right. trying to catch exceptional opportunities right. that, will, that will reward us higher than the next man. Right. You see what I mean? So th 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 that's why I agree with you. That's the rabbit. That's where the rabbit is running now. Right. The, the, the pacemaker, as you call it. Uh, I, 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 in, I, in like it. I like no, it. I like the rabbit terminology. Would you like to look into this camera and close it with a, a statement? And um, you, you're free to use, guys, we don't want to be in a situation where we told you so type of thing. Get in there now. There are two things in life, in my opinion. Now, think of it as a bubble. A big part of that bubble are made up of things you cannot control. Can mm -hmm. you control Russia-Ukraine war? No. As a Alatin? No. You can't. Can you control what happens to inflation in the US or in Turkey or in the UK? You can't. Well, most of us cannot. But then there's that little section of that bubble which is called the controllable factors. Now, the controllable factors are the things that are directly within your control. Now, the guy who will win is the guy who recognizes those controllable factors when the other guys do not, and they're holding tight. Hmm. Whenever you hold tight, you lose. Because the world isn't just sitting waiting for you to hold tight. Now, what I'd like to say is the slowdown that we're experiencing in my opinion, isn't going to last long because the fundamentals of it, the reasons, the real reasons behind the slowdown are not fundamental. We are talking ourselves again into a recession because it's all cycles, bust and boom. So we feel we have to. After a boom has to come a bust. Yeah, so let's bring the bust. It has to come after all. Hmm. Okay. This time it's going to last maybe 12 to 18 months. Act now. So in two years' time, you look back and you say, I am in charge of my own destiny, rather than waiting for all the circumstantial things to dictate terms to me. And I think this is what I'd like to say to people. Wow. A bit of a philosophical thing, you might. I'll, I'll, I like this. I like this. I mean, talking about property prices per square meter prices. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be like you when I grow up. Seriously, <laughs> I want to be like you when I grow. I talk about per square meter price, this, that, and everything, and you know, you talk yeah, about and then this. Then I can talk about stuff, controllable right? factors and yeah, non-controllable factors and factors. stuff.
Oh my God. When we're too busy working, you're watching all that TED Talks over YouTube and that's, that's how do? you get your information. What can I do? Right. I'm trying to get in touch with right. the universe because if only I'm untouched with the universe, then I can give the right advice, right? Right. Thank you very much, Cameron. Thanks a lot. We get, we get amazing wisdom from you. And and, and I mean that. I, I truly <laughs> mean right, that. And, and the audience does so as well. If, if, if I am to close the show uh, by saying that, yes, we as Property Turkey, we were there in the very beginning. We were... We actually made it obvious that people should definitely come and invest in Istanbul Finance Center. And amongst you, I know people who are watching us, you have been following us since the very beginning. And you have witnessed how we established ourselves in there. And some of you have invested and some of you have indeed reaped uh, the benefits. So thank you very much for sticking with us. And I think I find this extremely valuable. And thank you very much for your time, Cameron, for, for everything. If you're interested in new pacemakers with this WhatsApp number, reach out to us. Thank you very much for watching <laughs> and see you in the next one.